There he is. Yo, what's going on, my brother? My man, Lus. What up? Thank you for having me, man. How we doing? I'm doing great, bro. Thank you for jumping on the platform. Anytime, man. Anytime, man. You know we go way back. Oh, way back. And we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about that. Sure, but, um, sure, yeah. But, first... Hey, listen, before we get started, I see the yeah. merch. I'm, I'm going to need to either do even exchange or something. We're going to have to do some kind of swap. When we, when we get out of here, let me know. You know, I, I'm going to take care of you, bro. Word. Say no more. You know what I'm saying? But, um, yeah, listen, I'm excited. This is kind of long overdue. You know, you've been you've been watching the Low Theory. I've seen you supporting, but I'm like, yo, me and Lust got so much history. I gotta bring Lust on because you know, in your own right, man, you're like you're like a, a DJ legend in the New England area, bro. Your name rings bells. You know what I'm saying? So I had to bring you on. Nah, I respect that, man. Thank you for having me part of the show. I'm excited, man. Let's get into it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's go. Shout out everybody jumping on. Listen, if you're Word, not familiar, yo. this is the Low Theory. We do yeah, this. Word. Say hi. Go ahead, go ahead. Say hi to everybody, man. What up, my man? Don't die. I see the Lawrence in here heavy. Got some out of talents. Jersey in here. What's going on? We're just getting started, man. Thank you guys for showing up. Yeah, so listen, we do, this every, we do this every single week, every Thursday with a special guest. Uh, make sure you guys follow me or make sure you guys are subscribing to the YouTube because what's going to happen is we're going to save this live. And it's going to go on my YouTube channel, and it's going to go on all the podcast platforms. So if you don't want to see my face or Lust's face, tap into that Apple podcast, Spotify podcast. going to be on there. So without further ado, listen, um, TNG, 20 years in the game, you know, mixtapes, clubs, radios, the resume is extensive, bro. Yeah, it is. It you know, is. it's it really extensive, is. man. Now let's go back. This the, we're gonna go back a little bit, but also in the in the in the future. But um, in the, in the present part of me. Okay. When, when when did you feel like you wanted to become a DJ? Like, what was that? What gave you that itch to say I want to do this? It's crazy the way it started was because um, my uncle, his name is David. He was a major influence, um, and um, he was a DJ himself. And um, he was my mom's younger brother, and he used to live at um at my house back in the days. I must have been like, maybe like 12, 13 years old. So the the turntables was in my basement. He was messing around. So the element was already in the house. You feel me? For sure. I, I knew I liked music because I used to break dance. I used to dance house. So I was Word. into, you know, moving my feet at the time. But the turntables, and I seen what, you know, what he was doing with that and, and you know, going to the record shops and the experience and listening to new music. And I kind of fell in love with the culture itself. Um, and, you know, created mixes. So I seen, you know, that side of it and, and it kind of just exposed me to, you know, something I, I knew, never knew was out there. All I knew was go buy a CD, listen to it. So getting into that space, um, it made me want to like really, you know, jump into more into the music as a creator. Right. Um, that's kind of what happened. My, my uncle was around the picture early at an early age and um, that definitely influenced me a lot because if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be here today. Salute, salute to your uncle. What, so what was he, what was he, what was his music that he was spinning primarily? He was heavy on the house, like that deep okay. soul house. Whatever, oh, yeah, you know? yeah. He was heavy on the house, um, you know, playing the house vibe. So, you know, I was into hot and break dancing. So it was, it was 120 BPMs. It was both, you know, right. fast practice. So I, I was vibing with that at the time. No, for and, sure. Um, so, yeah. And um, from there, we started doing, he also did R&B, hip-hop. I would go shopping with him for records. I didn't have no turntables, but I found myself buying records. I bought my first record was the Beat Nuts. I bought some Big oh, Pun. Oh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, going to Boston, taking the T train and experiencing, you know, 
that's when I fell in love with that first. That right, point. for sure. Mm -hmm. Now, now, when you started, like, kind of, you know, you, you know, you got inspired. Your uncle put you on. Do you remember the first record that you you started practicing your scratches on? Because everybody yeah. has that one record where you want to practice your scratches. Do you remember? Yeah, it was at the time. It was the like I told you, the Beat Nuts. Um, and the only reason it was because I had two versions. I had two copies of it. I bought two. So okay. at the time, if you want to get busy with with a record you like, you needed to have two two copies of it. For the of left course. Deck and the right deck. Yeah. So that was the only record that I only had two copies of. <laughs> okay. okay. I mean, it's a good. It's a good record, though. Oh, it was a good record. It's yeah, a good record. It's a good record. It's, it's, that, it's that, a classic. That, was that the album that had that? Yeah, off the books. <laughs> yep, yep. The, um, the, it's um, off the books this year. Yep, it had all yep. that. So yep. That was actually the single that I had. Um, so yeah, I went okay. Back and those records burned them out for like three months. Right. Um, but went through like yeah, five needles. Sneak, listen, I used to sneak into the basement. So my uncle, he wasn't um. He didn't approve of me going in. That was yum young. He got this expensive equipment, so he he didn't approve of that, you know. So I was going in there on the wow. law. You know, I was getting in trouble with him. Our relationship got a little bitter because you know I respect it. You know, I wouldn't want nobody messing with my stuff now. So, but him not letting me do it is kind of what made me want to do it even more. You know what I mean? Right. Like right. That boundary there. It's like when you tell your kids not to do something. You know, you know how that goes. No, so that's a fact. And um. Just the passion, and it all came together. And next thing you know, um, I got my own turntables, got my own self going, and um, the rest was history from there. Word. Now, let me ask you a random question, bro. How important was Guitar Center in the early 2000s? Oh, yeah, it was heavy. That was my um, Toys R Us. You already school. know. Yeah, I used to go in there and um, lock myself in there for a couple hours and play with equipment that I couldn't afford. Yeah, going to touch stuff. And trying to get familiar with equipment that I knew was the next thing down the path. But in the meantime, that's how I used to go. I tease myself, play with it. Bruh, but but I will say this though. Good. Me, me, me starting off with like basic equipment, it helps you out because when you do get on real equipment, you know, it's 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 you are flexing now. You know what I mean? So you've been racing on a bullshit bike, and then you get on a real expensive bike, you know, then then you got the right tools now to work. So yeah. Some of that happened in the, in the middle of all that. But yeah, yeah Guitar Center was my, my, my favorite spot to live. Absolutely, bro. Because like you just said, you can go in Guitar Center, start playing around with all that expensive equipment. That, right. Like you, you, you couldn't afford at the time. My man like, said wow. Daddy's Junk is music too. Yeah, Daddy's Junkie. That was more of a guitar spot, but they had turntables yeah. in there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that was the candy store for me, for sure. Absolutely. Now, now early on, I remember this. You really started making a buzz um, you know, while cats were doing the mixtapes, you were doing the video DVDs. And you made, yeah, I don't know if you were the first, but you made a big wave with it. Like, tell me all about how that came to be. Yeah, so um, my man, uh, shout out to VJ Nine Double. Um, he was rocked. And so someone reached out to me. His name is VJ Nine Double. And he actually was doing this. Uh, he was doing video DVD mixtapes, but they were just doing songs mixing songs, so it was, it was, it was still new, you know what I mean? And yeah. then uh, he was doing it with DJ Envy from New York. It was just oh, them, yeah. they had three, three volumes they had dropped at the time. And then when I hooked up with him and chopped it up with him, I seen the vision of doing, my, why don't we do blends with videos? So then I took the initiative and, and, and took it to that level where we would grab a Nas acapella and a Jay-Z or Biggie beat. So now we put them together but when you're watching the mixtape, you're watching that Nas video and that Biggie video together. So cool. it was like the it was like the sight of sound. 
we put we created the visual and the in the, in the um, audio put it together brought it to life and at the time having the big spinners wheels and having the big tvs and the headrests was a big thing so yep. the timing was 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 good you know what i mean yeah and the bootlegging was out of control at the time so you know Crazy. canal street new york it took off. The video took off. They got bootlegged. So, you know, the bootlegging market was like the gift and the curse. We lost some money, but at the same time, it took our product worldwide. Brought us to Brazil. Went to Brazil twice to DJ, Russia. And it was all because of the video mix and it being bootlegged. Wow. So because of that, you went to go into, you went international because of that. Yeah, I never had no distribution to sell my stuff out there. So right. the fact that it got bootlegged, that, that's a different system of its own. You know what I mean? Yeah, and who who did all the um the editing for that? My man VJ Nine Double. So man, VJ salute. stands for Video Jock. Right. So it was a DJ in the video. I did all the audio. He would do all the visuals. We put it together, and then we got that product. Yeah. No. Yeah. Now, um, segue. We talked about we talked about the DVDs, right? Oh, but let me add one more thing to that. So the DVDs uh, okay. was a success. Um, off of that, I ended up doing um Brandy's. Which album? The album that she got into a car accident. So Brandy's record label, which was Capital Records at the time, reached out to me. So if you bought Brandy's album, the bonus album, I video mixed all her videos from her whole career. So I got a check from I believe it was Capital Records. No, that wasn't Capital Records. Whatever her label was at the time. And then Chingy's label. Remember the artist Chingy, who's a Christian artist? Of course. I also did a video mix for his album. That was Capital Records. So I got a check from Capital Records, Brandy. And I also got a check from Ice Cube. It was a project we did for Ice Cube. So we did a couple of video mixes yeah. uh, for artists, um, for the albums and for like side projects that stemmed off of the video mix. So it, it was a good look overall, yo. Yo, that's a great look. What are you talking yeah. about? Like, look at the opportunities that came from that, man. Definitely. That's crazy. Yep. The Chingy, the Chingy album, was that the one when he, when he had the record, um, the One Call, One Call Away? Yep, yep. Really? Yeah, on the bonus edition. Okay. A video mix that comes with a DVD, and we grab the videos and we mix them up. Wow. Yeah. And we also so, did one for um, we also did another one for Terror Squad. We did a Terror Squad one too. That was more yo. like a street project. Yep. So it, that's it, it was crazy. Dope. It was dope. It was definitely buzzing at the time. It was, it was a good look. That that record for Chingy, the one call away, it features Jason Weaver on the hook. Give me a call if you want to come. You know what I'm talking about. Yep, yep, so yep, I, had, I had Jason Weaver on the low theory. That, dope. Was a dope, that was a dope interview, by the way. Nice. So make sure you guys check that. Now, listen, man, um, there's a picture that I always post on my Instagram, right? I kind of resurfaced it after a couple years, and it's of me and a young pit bull. You know, international Mr. 305, right? And in this picture, me and him kind of look the same. People say, oh, you guys related, da-da-da-da-da. It's a great photo. So I, I resurfaced it here and there. But I want people to know. This picture was probably 08, 09. I'm not entirely sure. Maybe before. But it was at your birthday party. Yeah. You, you brought Pitbull to Lawrence yeah. early when nobody really knew about Pitbull. Like, tell me how that whole thing came to be and, like, how you had the air you know, to the ground and knew that he would be this guy that's, you know, Mr. International. Yeah. So you were there at the party, right, the club? Oh, I was there. Yeah, so um, that was the birthday party. Um, at the time, he had that record. And, you know, in the DJ community, your job is to find out what's the next hot music, right? Right. The next hot joint. So um, I kept 
hearing about him, he had because that at the time that's when down south started getting some traction. ATL Miami. Mm -hmm. um, so he had a little record called Damn It at the time. It was popping. Um, what well, it was cooking. And then he dropped that Kulo record. And right when I heard that record, I was like, oh, this is out of here, bro. This, 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 this is yeah, the one. That, that's, yeah. So I started uh, connecting with his DJ. And I was like, yo, I think you guys got one, yo. Let's, let's, I'm going to support you guys on the radio. I was on the radio. So I was playing his music on the radio before the record took momentum. So they were you the PDS. Were you on 94.5? Yeah, I was on 94.5. Okay. So I was burning up the record. And, um, I helped basically support the record because Boston is a top 10 market. So when a top 10 market plays it, those markets that are after usually tend to follow. That's, they go to the top 10 markets for reference. So it's not like I'm in Idaho market 200. I'm in Boston top 10. So yet, you know, when you play a record, it raises flags. It, it, it gets on the radar. Um, you threw so out the, you... I connect under that link with, with me and Pitt and his team. Okay. I was jumping on early, relieving it on early and, um, yeah, so we locked that down early, built a relationship. Um, I even got invited to one of his videos. Really? So, you know, I, I definitely locked in with Pitbull early and his team, and I got, you know, it's networking. That's what you got to do when you're in the industry. No, 100%. Locked him down. Sorry to cut you off. Locked him down, locked Paul Wall down. And at the time, he didn't really have nothing popping. But I, I heard some records that he was going to release. And, yeah. Um, I got him involved, basically for cheap. And I just paid his flight in the hotel. He came to perform the Mike Jones records he had. Remember at the time? Oh, it wasn't of course. Big yet. You remember? Of course. So, um, yeah, I brought Mike Jones down. Mike, not Mike Jones. Paul Wall. I'm sorry. Paul Wall. Paul, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pitbull, Paul Wall. And about Bordio, who's definitely somebody new in the PR scenery for yeah. Reggaeton. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I was running my dice with new artists, but it was a good look overall. No, that was crazy. I remember, I remember going to the party, man. I'll keep it brief, but I remember checking him out and I only remember that one record, the Kulo record, right? So I'm like, okay. But when he performed, bro, the energy was nuts. Energy. Yo, yeah. you know, the energy was crazy. Definitely. That's one thing he got is the energy, though. Yeah. You can't take that stage presence from him. He got that. No, 100%. Got man. Age too, so yeah, for sure. That was, that was epic. So since you're talking about putting on all these early artists, <laughs> do you feel like you got a good ear to find, like, hit records and, 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 and know where the talent is? You feel like you got that ear? I mean, I feel like I know some of the key elements and certain uh, things that, uh, you know, to make a hit record, there's a couple of things you got that come to mind. So, you know, there's certain things that you could check off when you hear certain records. You're like, okay, this guy, some of these records already got. Um, but today's market's a little bit different. Um, mm. Not necessarily... You know the sound. You could have a record that took off with a viral dance. You know what I mean. So you could do. You got some dope content behind a record, and that could take the record off. So today's era is a little bit different than when we were coming up. You right. Know what I mean? Right. Um, but yeah, there's certain sounds. You know, you you still look for when you when you hear, hear records. That energy, those certain little, you know, the beat. So there's certain things as a DJ, you there's these, you know, you want to keep in mind when you listen to a record because that's what moves the people. Right, for sure, for sure. Um, switching gears. What up, let's, Pete? let's talk about that radio. Word, a lot of people in here. Um, you were in gym, you were on Jam in ninety four five. Not anymore. Now you're on Hot ninety six nine Boston, right? Being on the radio, do you still feel like you can be yourself, even though they put these limitations on you? You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, for sure, for sure, we can get into that. Um, being on radio to me was a job. 
It's like any other job, right? You got to get on there. You got to do what your boss says. And if you don't do it, you can get fired or you can get whatever it is, right? And um, <clears throat> so when I get on there, it's not, you're not necessarily hearing DJ Lux. You're hearing me play the records I got to play. Right. I might sauce it up a little bit, throw a little seasoning that I, if I can do on, on top, but I'm not necessarily playing records that I want to be playing. Or, or, or that record you hear me playing always, it's not because I want to play. It's because it's a power record. So there's a system for radio, and that system seems to work. You know what I mean? But radio, it's a great platform to be heard. Um, you know, you can get a lot of gigs from there. Um, you can develop yourself. Um, and it, it's, it's overall, it's a great platform. You can make some great money working on radio especially in a top 10 market, but can you be yourself? Not when I'm DJing. I can be myself when I'm talking on the mic, my personality. I can talk about certain things, but where I can be myself is when I'm on YouTube, when I'm on TikTok, when I'm on right. SoundCloud. That's what right. Right. You know what right, 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 right. Absolutely. And that's a great that's segue. Foreign. What up, Foreign? What up, Foreign? Salute. No, that's a great segue because... You made this transition. We went, we went back, we talked about mixtapes, we talked about the, the, the DVDs, and now all of a sudden, you're keeping yourself relevant on TikTok. You got almost 90,000 followers on TikTok. Like, how did you decide, you know, what made you decide, yo, I'm gonna tap into this social media market, really capitalize on it? You know, what was the deal with that? And um, what, was that, what was that one video that went kind of viral? There has to be one. No, there was actually a couple. But we, we, uh, <laughs> hey, let's um, go. <laughs> um, it, yo, to be honest, it was a pandemic. It was home. Uh. Shout out to my man, Dre Breeze. Um, shout out to my man. Uh, shout out to my son, Isaiah, my son, Jonah. They were like, yeah, you should do some videos. TikTok this, TikTok that. And I would, I would be there browsing and whatnot, but I was, ne I was never creating. I didn't right. understand it. Um, right. And then one day, I turned the camera on, did something, you know, messing around. Maybe I had like five followers because I was an active. Right. But I was like, I put up a video and I had a thousand views. I'm like, damn, I only got five followers? I got a thousand views? Like, I was right. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The algorithm's crazy. All right. So that was cool. Um, circle back, maybe like a week later, that, that turned into like 10,000. And at the time, I had maybe like a couple, maybe like three, 400 followers. Yeah. So I was like, oh, damn. There's something here, right? So I came back again a couple months, maybe maybe like a month or so later, banged out like two videos, put a little more effort into this one. And then I seen the video go to like 20,000 views. And I was like, damn, I've never gotten 20,000 views on, on Instagram. Right. So obviously the algorithm on Instagram and the algorithm on TikTok is totally different. Way different. TikTok is more for... So is YouTube. Instagram is more lifestyle driven. When you post, you know, working out at the gym, what I'm eating, uh, today's kicks. So Instagram is definitely more lifestyle driven, while TikTok is more for creators. Where you're gonna, even if you don't got fifty thousand followers, you can still get hundred thousand views. As right. long as you gravitate towards whatever you do, you know what I mean? Right. For yeah, sure. It all started during the pandemic, and, and the pandemic was like the gift and the curse. Yeah, so much. That's crazy. C Sharp, what up? Yo, C Sharp, to my man C Sharp. What up, Jimmy? Yo, um, you ta you 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 talked about this. You talked about this when we were talking about Pitbull. But how important is it to 
to build and maintain these relationships in the music industry? Oh, they, 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 I mean, it's like any industry. Relationships take you a long way. Um, sometimes, well, I'm gonna tell you something that, that I go by. It used to be what you know, then it used to be not what you know, but who you know, right? Mm. Then that who you know turned into who knows you. Right. Followers you got. So it went from what you know to who knows you to who know, I'm no, sorry, from what you know to who you know to who knows you. Right. And it went from knowing people, right, knowing people. That's cool. It's always very important to know people and rub shoulders with the right people. But then it also becomes to who, how relevant are you? Who knows you? You know what I mean? How many followers you got? And right. they say that your username slowly becomes your real name. I, okay. I could relate to that. I can relate to that. Yeah. So there's probably some gems in here. But yeah, definitely networking is key. Your network is only as big as your network. Um, me networking and rubbing shoulders with other artists and other DJs only got me more parties, um, more opportunities. Uh, for example, DJ Khaled, I was early on his um, All We Do Is Win video. Fun fact, I'm in that video, the All We Do Is Win. I'm holding up a plaque for DJ Khaled. Really? Um, and Hustle Simmons and my man DJ Nasty. So, yeah, but it all came from networking, chopping it up, boosting yourself, and, you know, just following up, birthdays, holidays, keeping in touch with people and just being genuine. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, I want to I talk about... My man Six Pack, what's up, baby? Salute, salute. Listen, there's I, I, there's so much stuff I want to talk about, but we don't really have too much time because on the low theory, we try to keep it short, sweet, and concise. You know what I'm saying? Um, I want to touch on the nonprofit, but before I touch on the nonprofit that you got, right? Um, what other what, what was there like a certain artist or a certain record that you felt that you really broke? You know, we talked about Pitbull where, you know, you got him on early, you brought him to, to Lawrence, but, like, was there a record where you're like, yo? I, yeah, I actually do. Yeah, I, um, my man Notch, he had that record where he did the um, Dale Patra, the Yatu Sabe, which is the Tony Yeo. Yeah. I, he can tell himself. I, 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 you know, I broke those records in Boston on the radio, and then when I was doing radio in Connecticut, I was the first DJ in Connecticut to play him, and he's from Connecticut. So it took a Boston DJ in Connecticut to play his stuff on the radio. That's I crazy. did it with Jeremiah, the Put It Down On Me, with 50 Cent. Oh, yeah. Um, the birthday sex, that's why he came to my birthday party, basically for free, because I jumped on records when I believed in them, and I got suspended from radio for playing that Jeremiah record. Really? On it. What, what, why, though? Why? Because um, they said it wasn't uh, proved, that um, it wasn't you know on the list, but I'm like, yo, this is, this is a hit record, bro. This is it. I, I know this is it. And I played it. Fast forward a year later, I got added to the rotation. Yo, salute Jeremiah. Somebody tag him. <laughs> Let's get him on. Yeah, that, that was dope. No, that's big. That's big. What When when you brought him to your party, what club was that at? I felt like... That was that rumor on Tuesday. I did it with yeah, yeah. seven Hector. I, I was there. I was there. Because yeah, yeah, you absolutely. know Hex, Hex the fam. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Shout out to my yeah. man Hector. Yeah, yeah shout out Hex, man. Love, love. Um... All right, let's talk. Let's talk about it, man. Let's talk about the nonprofit because besides killing the radios, besides killing the clubs, um, you're really giving back to the community. Uh, you started this nonprofit called Change the Play. Now, tell everybody about Change the Play, what you're doing for it, what the whole um, overall cause is. All right, so Change the Play. Um, we started that like six years ago. Uh, me and my partner Jake Teal. He's um, one of the uh, 
and um, president of NAACP of Connecticut. So he's okay. very savvy when it comes to that that world. You know, with, with um, writing grants. Yep. Um, I had the opportunity to work for this place in Lawrence called Movement City, um, which that's how I kind of got involved working with kids and giving back. Did that for a year, and I noticed, you know, they were doing good. I had a class that was always packed with kids, high in high demand. And that following year, I asked for a raise, didn't give it to me. So we started our own nonprofit, right? And um, basically, um, we're, you know, it's been six years. We, we run programs from Connecticut, New Haven, Hartford, Meriden, to Lawrence, Boston, Worcester, Tartan, Lowell. Uh, we got state funding. We get local city funding. We target kids at risk, so kids that are at risk of going to jail, mm -hmm. um, that are maybe not necessarily into sports, but we do sports, fashion, music. We try to use that um, as a buffer to teach an entrepreneurship program. So we're teaching you how to be entrepreneurs, mm -hmm. not necessarily how to be the basketball player, but exposing you to other jobs in that industry. So you can still make money, if not even more money, and you can still be part of the industry. You can be a, a you know, like a sports trainer um, or somebody that management. Um, as far as music, we try to you know expose them to different avenues than just the guy on stage. You can be an A and R. You can be an executive director. You could be um, a marketing. Uh, you could be you know, there's plenty of jobs in the industry. Producers. Right. So we try to expose them to different avenues and um, show them how to monetize that. Hmm. We also create, like I said, fashion. So we work with A and I. So everything that we do, we don't have no social workers and nothing against anybody that does that. But we have real professionals. Like I teach you DJing, I'm in the radio. I teach you fashion, we got A and I involved. We teach you production. I, I bring producers who produce for the locks or produce for term or produce for somebody that's got a track record. You feel me? Yeah. Um, we also bring them on field trips so they can be in these environments because we don't teach theory. We teach real life application. So if we're teaching mm. you how to do a shirt, we'll bring you to a print shop. You're going to print the shirt. We're going to bring you to Evelyn's where you're going to release the shirt. You're going to learn about product placement. You're going to learn why the fittings are always behind the register because it's, it's a prop. People buy that. You learn about why Nike is all the way at the end of the store because it's probably the number one demand in that store. So they make you walk through the whole store to get to Nike. So we do some all these little side things. You know what I mean? That, that's kind of how we the approach we take. So it's real life skills. It's not theory what we do. Right. I think that's amazing, man. You're getting you're getting you're giving these kids that hand on experience. Um, like you said, you you you're putting them in a position where they're learning from people who are actually in the industry who are doing it and they can look at them and be mentored by them. That's a great thing, brother. I yeah. think that's incredible, man. Keep it going. I see Hustle Simmons in here. Salute. All right, shout out to my man Hustle. Um, he was actually in that All We Do Is Win video with me. Oh, man, Hustle. That's we crazy. Go back. What that's up, crazy. That's crazy, yeah, man. Um, so with, the, with the nonprofit, we basically, we just try to, you know, I have kids that have started as my students and, and now my teacher's assistant that teach. So oh, know, really? we have kids that I'm um, like J Rock. He's one of my students. Well, was one of my, one of my students. Shout out to J Rock, Mega Sound, and now they're officially you know they teach with me. Um, but yeah, we bring them to the radio station. We brought them to Berkeley. We brought them to um, Hot Nine Three Seven in Connecticut. Um, we brought them to Professional Studios, Evelyn's. Mm -hmm. We're actually planning a trip to Apple Music, with, uh, um, pretty soon. So yeah, we, we okay. Yeah, we go up above and beyond for them. No, nah, that's dope. That's very nice. Orlando in here. What's up? Very official, bro. Um, listen, bro, um, we're about to wrap this up, but I wanted to ask you, how many platanos have you ate in your life? 
Oh, too many. I had a couple this week just alone. <laughs> the question is, well, I like them fried or sweet. There you go. What is it? What is it? I like them both, man. That's a hard question. I like them both, yo. <laughs> Depending on the mood. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Yo, um, all right, man. But, your, but listen, your... I got one quick announcement. So yeah. we all know I got the TikTok popping. Um, your boy's about to officially have mixes on spot, uh, not on Spotify, on Apple Music. I'll be on there officially DJing on Apple Music. I haven't made the announcement, but I'm going to make it on here. You can catch your boy officially doing mixes on Apple Music. Shout out to my man, Triple Threat, and Juanito from High 97 for making it happen. Whoa, you heard it here first on the low theory. Congratulations. Appreciate Make you, man. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Listen, um, plug plug the, the, the nonprofit where people can follow that movement. And where can they find you besides, you know what I'm saying, IG? Where, what's the TikTok? All that. All right, yeah. So it's everything's at DJLUS on my handles. Um, the nonprofit is at Change the Play. Um, you can see that I kind of constantly promote it on my page. Yeah, but you can check me out on the radio. You can check me out on TikTok. And like I just said, you can officially start checking me out on Apple Music. I'll be releasing official mixes on there. So get to work again. That's amazing, brother. Keep it going, man. Keep it going. Thank you. Lust, bro. Be good, man. Shout out to everyone for pulling up, man. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. It's all love and always. Appreciate you guys. Absolutely. Lust, be good, homie. All right. Thank you, man. Peace, bro. Peace out.